A six-game road trip comes to an end when the Blue Jays play three against the LA Dodgers. But how about this decision on today's edition of Blue Jays Game Recap? Three, that's right, three editions of Blue Jays Game Recap in one whole hour. Blue Jays fans, we talk with the Seattle Mariners fans, who I know you're probably listening to us on the Sports Beginners podcast. And recap the three-game series between your Seattle Mariners taking on your Toronto Blue Jays, Toronto Blue Jays fans. So before we spoil the show and what's on the show, how about we let our music and intro message do the talking? It's Blue Jays Game Recap. I am your host, Thomas McGregor. Let's get the show started. The Blue Jays are back. And right now, with the game having gone final, we are welcoming you in to Blue Jays Game Recap on the Sports for Beginners podcast. Now, let's go to your host of Blue Jays Game Recap, Thomas McGregor, Ali Musa, and Scott McGregor in the Sports for Beginners podcast studio. Take it away, gentlemen, because when the umpire says, you're out, or that's the game, or let's play ball, we know it's time for some baseball. This is Blue Jays Game Recap. Take it away, gentlemen. Another series buys the dust. We are in the second half of the Blue Jays and, of course, the 2023 MLB season. Hello, Seattle Mariners baseball fans. Hello, friends of the Toronto Blue Jays and friends of the Toronto Blue Jays from T-Mobile Park. You are welcomed inside to the Sports for Beginners podcast studio for another edition of three that's right three blue jay game recaps now i just want to remind the blue jays fans here before we jump right into everything that went down in t-mobile park This coming homestand, that's right, this coming homestand on the Sports for Beginners podcast will all be covered by me with a special two-for-one special happening on the 
3rd of August, immediately following the conclusion of the 307 first pitch between the Baltimore Orioles and the Toronto Blue Jays. Coming your way at the crack at 1 o'clock on the Sports Beginners podcast feed. And the crack at 11, right before the LA Angels get to go for their 12.05 and 3.07 first pitches at the Rogers Center. You'll get game one, game two, and then later in the afternoon, Sunday, you'll get the wraparound before the two separate Baltimore Oriole Blue Jay game recaps and the two-for-one special Baltimore Orioles game recap with the Blue Jays the Thursday evening after the game. I also want to remind fans who have been awaiting for On the Ice and Mind the Benches to get back on its Season 1 horse. And don't worry, we will be back on our horse in due time. We've just been going through a little bit of a bind. There is a podcast email ready for the podcast, but I'll reveal more of that on an episode of On the Ice and Behind the Benches, the podcast. And if you are not really a sports fan, then I've got a show for you that appears on a week-to-week basis when On the Ice and Behind the Benches seasons are over. It's called The Working Environment. And on each show, like the one you could probably see on the On the Ice and Behind the Benches podcast feed, my goal on that show is to inspire those who are just coming into the workforce or have started the workforce but need a change of pace, need a different job in this case, and want to, but don't know where to start and don't know what job might best suit them in terms of careers. I sit down with those who have been through these type of experiences and ask them the tough questions like, What challenges did you go through? Was there something you wanted to do before this became your job? What brings a smile to their faces, etc. Okay, so it's a working environment. And it is, as the words of Mike Wazowski would always say, my favorite character of Monsters Incorporated, one of my favorite characters would say, it's a work in progress and it will get better. Now that we've gotten that out of the way, I think it's about time we jump in, not literally jump in, because we are in the studio here, let's not get crazy here, Uh, let's jump into each game, starting with Late Night Ball, and just a reminder here on the opening segment... We will only be covering each game's attendance record when we've gotten to the final 
game that just went final earlier this evening. And, of course, if it started at 4.10, I guess you could say afternoon. Now, Late Night Baseball featured the matchups between... Yusei Kikuchi, and I believe, if I'm not mistaken, Bryce Miller, who both thought they won the game, but they really didn't win the game. The winning pitcher for that game was number 37, Paul Sward, and the losing pitcher was none other than Jordan Romano. Ooh, darkness, fool the air with the Blue Jays there. You heard the closer's name, and he lost in late-night baseball. But let's be honest. The real winner of Seattle versus Toronto at 10-10 happened to be, you guessed it, he played with the Blue Jays before, and if you haven't already, check out Blair and Barker when Teoscar was on the show. Because he unveiled some very interesting news. But before you do that, this is all, and this is credit to the Sportsnet broadcasters here. All credit is to Sportsnet. So before you even think about checking Blair and Barker, let me just bring you the 3-2 victory, Teoscar Hernandez. With the win, yes, win, I said win, on late night baseball. If you saw the play, but want to hear my thoughts on it, you came to the right place. So, please, sit back, relax, and enjoy. You're in for a real treat. Here is Mr. Teoscar Hernandez doing what he does best. Danielle Teoscar would have... Whoops. That is Jamie. We're looking for Teoscar's home run. Hold on a minute, guys. We're going to find him. Once again, this final score was Blue Jays 3. 
Teoscar Hernandez, or excuse me, Seattle 3, Blue Jays 2, on late night baseball. Here we go. Here we go. Doesn't this present an interesting script? The former Blue Jay, a chance to walk off his former team to right field, Springer, racing back, twisting, turning, going his win! Team. Man, what a win. What a walk off for the Mariners. A taste of the Blue Jays' own medicine, eh? Hmm. I wonder what the next score was. Let's move along, shall we? Yes, I think we shall. Anyways, Teoscar Hernandez gets the W for the Seattle Mariners. In game one of the series, two to th three to two, Blue Jays lose it. And then here comes Derby time with a nine to eight final. Hey, that looks familiar. Where did nine eight come from? Oh, yeah. Remember when Teoscar hit that single and they walked it off? Who was the hero of this one? First off, let's have a look at this line score. Brought to us by the MLB.com. Links will be provided in the descriptions below so you can work out it yourself. The winning pitcher is Kempfell. The losing pitcher is Nate Pearson. Of course, Jeff Blair by the tweet. Yes, I did read it, J Jeff. You were not pleased with Nate Pearson. And I can see why. I'll reveal how I felt about this after we listen to how... It all finished. But before we see how it all finished, let's look at it from a bright side here. And it looks like the Blue Jays had quite a home run derby brewing for them in the fifth inning, scoring four runs after being down 3-0 to zero with two good pitching duos. In, I believe it was Gosman and Manoa got the last start. Yeah, Gosman. This was Gosman's start. And Gosman and his opponent that he faced played pretty well through the first two innings. But then, here come the runs from Seattle as they managed to knock off three runs into the third into the bottom of the third inning and then hold it hold it looks like the blue jays have woken up well they in fact did but was it enough to keep the blue jays in tagged well it certainly was 
because they managed to tack on one run in the fourth inning, making it a 3-1 run ball game. Then, after a scoreless fourth inning for the Seattle Mariners, the Blue Jays tack on four runs in the five in the fifth inning to make them in the lead. So let's see. Mariners had three runs. They were up three nothing. Next thing you know, the Blue Jays score four runs after scoring one run to make it three one after four innings of play. So when you count the four runs, the Blue Jays basically hit their second and third run as their first two in the fifth inning. And their third and fourth run took the lead, which basically means the first two were to tie the game at three runs apiece, and the other two were to take the lead, and I believe that means it was Blue Jays up by three runs, six to three. But, not so fast, said Seattle, as they would tack on one run in the fifth of in the fifth inning of their in the fifth inning of their half to make themselves closer. And if my report's correct, they would tackle on a four run. So we've got a two run ball game, six to four. Eight to nine was our final score. A scoreless six inning from both pitchers that were in the game, if Gosman and of course I believe his opponent was still in. We'll look at the pitching matchups around the middle segment as we look at our three for one special here in just a few moments, but wouldn't you know it? Six four turns into eight. Four in the top of the seventh inning, but then magically the eight the eight run lead for the Blue Jays disappears in five runs coming across the plate from the Seattle Mariners in their home seventh inning. Yeah, that's right. Not three, five runs came across the plate. Now, you may be asking, but how's that so? Blue Jays had eight. Uh, Seattle had just four. So, one run in the seventh, that's five. Two runs in the seventh, that's six. Three runs in the seventh, that's seven. Four runs in the seventh inning, and that's eight. Five runs in the seventh inning of their game. You get the picture. It was nine. And that's all that the that they needed. Because in the ninth inning, the Blue Jays managed to tack on one more run. And that's actually where the eight came from. 
as they would hit 14 hits, no errors. Seattle would kind of, sort of had the hit category in nine hits, nine runs, and one error. We shall continue because we'll get our thoughts in through the middle segment as we're going through this. So we move to the game of today, and we will take a breather before we continue with our game summary portion of the opening segment, leading into our middle segment, where we will talk about all three games, get to one specific play of the game from each game. So it's afternoon baseball, it's Manoa, it's Wooler, it's Woo, excuse me, taking the hill. Okay, who wins? Well, as you found out in today's ballgame, if you watched, Woo got the loss, going six innings, striking out seven Blue Jays, Allowed four earned runs, four of which were runs, and four hits. Two of those four were, you guessed it, bombs. I mean dingers. I don't actually mean bombs. I mean dingers. Let me get that clear. So how did this game go? Well, Blue just made six hits, got four Runs out of those six. Didn't make an error. Seattle back in the air column again. Oh boy, that must stink. But they got five hits and they got three runs. Unfortunately, when did all these runs happen? The Mariners went out to a 2 nothing lead. Blue, the Blue Jays fans feeling in trouble. Fourth inning later... And the Blue Jays have tied the game at two runs apiece. Fifth inning, nothing to see here. Just plain baseball. Sixth inning. And we are tied at three runs apiece. Seventh inning. Nothing to see here. Seattle, just the Blue Jays doing what they do best. Smacking homers and loving their Blue Jay fans because it, as the Blue Jay Twitter states, a home away from home. As the Blue Jays only needed one run in the seventh inning to cash in a W, taking one out of three. Although Seattle would win the series, taking the two out of three. Against the Blue Jays, 8-9. to nine. And of course, Tasker Hernandez's home, his single, 3-2-2. Two, two, two. Alright, let's take a bit of a breather here and get back into the needy greedy. It's time for our thoughts on the game. But before we do that, time for a middle time for the opening segment to take a wraparound break of the show and then it's on to the 
Diamond Bun with our play of the game. Of course, our thoughts are coming up within the middle segment, and we're wrapping up our opening segment right off the top of the middle segment with our attendance records. As I mentioned, we would talk about the attendance records. And to wrap up the official part of the opening segment, we will also do some notable thoughts on both games. That's all coming up right with you. And of course, we'll take a look at the Major League standings watch. And I will keep you reminded of what's going on in the sports world. I do believe if we haven't changed our word, if we haven't changed our hosts for the LA Dodgers, I do believe that we had said Scott would join you for LA Dodgers baseball. A reminder that the first game for the Blue Jays fans out there listening is a late start, just like Seattle's first game. But it should be quite the show. If you love Blue Jays just as much as we do, as Blue Jay fans of our own, got questions? You know what to do. Send them to the Sports for Beginners email. Or, of course, you can always send us them as voice messages with permission to use them on the show by going to Spotify for Podcasters and clicking also in the show notes on every episode, send a voice message that takes you right there. And all you have to do with the one to two minute voice recording is say who you are, what your questions are, and let us do the rest. We will answer you in the best way that we can and tell you what's coming, what's happening, and what is going on with the podcast. I'll even try and tease a little bit of how you can get in contact with On the Ice and Behind the Benches, as I have done in the previous Sports for Beginners podcast shows. Now, how do you get the email? Well, email us at sportsforbeginnerspodcast8231 at gmail.com. Once again, that is Sports for Beginners podcast 8231 at gmail.com. And we will get to you when we can. All right, it's time for a break, and I believe we deserve it. It is the podcast version of Blue Jays Game Recap. Back with you for the opening segment and the middle segment, of course, the final segment of the show in our three for one special a Blue Jays game recap. We'll see you in just a few minutes. Stay with us. Take another look with Gerda Felix and Melanie Tadio Malo, two powerful women of diverse backgrounds having genuine, unique, and uncomfortable conversations that everyone needs to have. Join Melanie and Gerda for conversations about what is missing from human connections. Indeed, Vladdy, it is your house, and that's why the Toronto Blue Jays play here on the Sports for Beginners podcast. Now, let's get back to more Blue Jays 
Baseball of the Sports for Beginners podcast. Let's get back into Blue Jays game recap. We thought so, Blue Jays fans. And what you're just hearing inside the background is the song, walk-up music to, as I mentioned, former Blue Jay Teoscar Hernandez. Welcome everyone inside Blue Jay's Game Recap Studio, the Sports for Beginners podcast studio. As mentioned early in the opening segment, leading into our middle segment, we'd be talking about the attendance records and i'd be giving you just a few thoughts on how i felt about this series real quick before we continue to wrap around the opening and start out our middle segment as i said we'd talk we'd wrap up the opening segment atop the middle segment blue jays fans alley angels fans and baltimore orioles fans in between I will be your host for all six, that's right, all six, including the four, make that seven, games of the next Blue Jays homestand, including the four games against Baltimore, who are currently in the lead now of the American League East standings. More on that when we get to our American League standings update, after a word from taking our look, which will be our next Commercial break word for 30 seconds. And we will also have the knowledge of who was our player of the game from today's 3-4 win Blue Jays over the Seattle Mariners. Before we get down to my thoughts, let's talk about Seattle T-Mobile Park. The Blue Jays and their attendance records leading into this afternoon's 4-10 victory over the Seattle Mariners with Alec Manoa on the mound but not getting the win. So as you know, Teoscar Hernandez wins the first game for Seattle with a single to score the winning run. We'll get to the play of the game of that game once we've talked about all attendance records. But we're going to play a short view of those play of the games from each game. So we could talk about so we can so you can hear my thoughts and I'd love to hear your thoughts via voice message. Of course, make sure you leave your Permission to use it on the voice message system for Sports Regeners podcast. Love to hear what you think. Anywho, the attendance record for the first game was, I think it was a sold out crowd at T-Mobile Park, but it was 42,352 people in attendance for the game. That featured Teoscar Hernandez. Yes, I said Teoscar. 
and I've said him already. So, Teoscar, this is all to you. And I completely respect your decision. If you choose not to be with the Blue Jays, if you choose to go with the Blue Jays, I respect your decision. We're not here to talk about the trade deadline, though. We're here to talk about the series. Even though the trade deadline is coming our way. So. Thank you, Teo, for that. On a Seattle front. Moving along to... The 9A... As I like to call it, the home run derby. Runs that beat the bullpen and the basic pitching matchup. That was Kevin Gosman facing Gilbert. And that attendance record, as we speed through, we already did the line scorers, and we're not going to go through the scoring summary like I would in NHL games. You can check those out when. The other bonus content, and of course the bonus content that's already out, you can check it out on how I worked that post-game show throughout this season coming, and of course the previous season when we first started, see how that worked. Anyways, this attendance record, I may be going a little fast when I talk about my On the Ice Fine Adventure stuff. But I'm just trying to keep it within reason with the Blue Jays getting recap here. In case you're asking. Anyways, game two of this series took place at 4:10. And of course, tonight's game took place at 4:10. And this one. Where again Seattle wins 9-8. Brought the likes of 44,921 people to attend T-Mobile Park. All right, now it's time for us to get into our play of the game to bring out the thoughts on each game. But before we do, we have one more piece of business to discuss with the opening segment, and we're making it quick. And that is the one that we found out Tim Meza takes the win. Jordan Romano gets the save, and Brian Wu, the starting pitcher for the Seattle Mariners against Alec Manoa, gets the loss. This one was brought to a crowd of attendance record in T-Mobile Park, today's game, to a crowd of 42,430 people in attendance. Must have been some tough crowds in all three of these games. A reminder to Blue Jays fans that just like Seattle in the final in the final kick in the starting of our final segment, we will talk about who the next series for Seattle and Toronto is, and we will make sure that it gets to you. All credit goes to Sportsnet and whatever highlights we've got from MLB and our resources. 
Uh, we won't do much reporting like we've done in the previous shows, so I'm sorry to those of you who love me reading the reports of what of how the games went down. We won't do much of reportings. But it's time now for our plays of the game. And nothing goes better with the play of the game than a good ounce of an energy drink like water. We'll also look at today's games that finaled. But we won't look at the games that finaled on the other two games of this three-game series. Because they've already been marked as played. So, the Blue Jays win. Yippee. Now it's off to da- now it's off to the Dodgers Stadium to play the Dodgers for yet another late night ball game. But before we go into those, it's time to hear some highlights from the game. And yes, again, the credit goes to the rightful owners of these specific videos. So here's the play of the game from the series finale featuring the Seattle Mariners and yours truly, the Toronto Blue Jays. And yes, I said the Toronto Blue Jays. The play of the game. Comes from Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Let me just find him here. And uh, hold on here, and let me get the volume going. This highlight came courtesy of Sportsnet, and it was when Seattle had the Blue Jays down two outs in the fourth inning. They had the lead, 2-0, and there was a runner on first. I believe the runner on first happened to be Brendan Belt, but I'm not sure. I did not see who got on base when the home run happened. I'll have to check the highlights. After this show, and I probably will. But here's the play of the game. Now he sends this one towards the right field corner, and it's gone! Just enough to get it out of here, and that'll tie the game. Well, had a good idea what he was going to get. Uh, that ball was away from him, and he stayed on it. Boy, oh boy, that's... Real positive sign from Guerrero hitting the ball with authority to the opposite field. That's when he really is at his best. And he drives it over the wall, a two-run home run. That is the guys of Dan Schulman and Buck Martinez. 
in a game that was full of interesting scoring. Once again, the winning pitcher is Meza. The losing pitcher is Wu. And the saver is, you guessed it, Jordan Romano. But, you know what? I I really want to tell you what my play of the game was, but I'm not going to do that. Instead, we're going to go through the other game. Let's play the game. And then, if there's time, we'll go through. And this is now our middle segment of the show. As we've wrapped up our opening segment. This is now the middle segment of the show. And a reminder, this was 8-9. Seattle wins. The game series is now Seattle's, and they had a chance to sweep. But wouldn't you know it, the Blue Jays, as of today, managed, no, not managed, did avoid the Seattle Brooms. How you ask? Well, just ask this play of the game by Kyle Raley. Your mission, should you... And we're just going to let this ad go its way and then proceed to the play of the game. Now, a reminder, before I play the, before I play the highlight of the game, because I'm sure it was tons of highlights, and I'd love to know what your highlights were. I'd also love to show you what my highlights are, but we're so cut for time here. I could show you bo- by a bonus piece that when the show is full and up, my highlights of this series, but I won't. Unless I decide to. Stay tuned for details on that. Anyways, here is Seattle's play of the game from the 8-9 victory over the Blue Jays. Of course, I mean 9-8 with the Blue Jays losing. Out to right center field. Punched back. Cow. See 99 miles an hour off the bat. It's down in the middle of the plate, and Cal just crushes this to right center field. Uh, I, I'm sorry. Did the guy that broadcasts Seattle baseball say he got the Blue Jays again? Uh, th- this makes me wonder what happened in the 3-2 game. I know the play of the game I showed you was Teoscar Hernandez winning it, but I wonder if Cal Riley was responsible for the two runs that ended up getting tied, then with a chance to win it, the Blue Jays plunk, and somehow 
Seattle comes away with a victory. Maybe I'll see if I can get a, that Seattle broadcaster on uh, my show one day. Or perhaps we'll see if we can get him on here. Anywho, here's the play of the game from night one of the three-game series. Minus the play I already showed you with Teoscar Hernandez getting the go-ahead winning run. And this one comes off the bat of Danny Jansen. And we're just going to let that ad go through. And we are ready to play ball. There are four games over 500. Danny Jansen, first pitch swinging, gives the Blue Jays the lead. Number 12 on the season for Jansen. And the first run of the night belongs to the Blue Jays. Well, he's productive, and that's what you want from your catcher's spot. That is indeed what you want, Buck and Dan. That is indeed what you want. And, uh... I regret to inform you, Blue Jays fans, unless you already know this, if you watched today's game. I regret to inform you that Danny Jansen apparently left the game. And he's considered day-to-day. So, to cut this... Middle segment, short and sweet. I've got three things to say about this series. And I'm going to use each of the three games to sum it up. First off, let's start with the Blue Jays and the Seattle Mariners night game. That was Teoscar Hernandez with the win. I don't know how Seattle's been winning the games, but it clearly seems to me that and no, I'm not no, I'm not going to bring it up on the show. Maybe I'll bring it up on another show if it if it means necessary. But I have a strong I have strong thoughts about the umpires and no, if you ask me no, 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 I don't think it's the umpires' fault. Now, if it was the other game, serious that I was trying that we were going to recap but never got on this, unless we did, but I was never able to bring it out. Oh, wait, yes, yes, we did. It was the Padres. I probably, if I was hosting, would have gave, a, gave you guys a piece of my mind if any of those umpires around there were listening. And I'm trying to be respectful here because I do have a problem with umpires, but I know that it's a game and you have to respect what's going on, but... It just didn't seem like a fair call. Um, there were errors in the game, and they only came to one team, the Seattle Mariners. Now, am I upset that the Blues just didn't cause an error? Of course not. I like that they didn't cause an error. But what I'm very interested in is how the is how 
Seattle managed to make an error in two games. Yet in the late game where Teoscar Hernandez won, there was no errors on either team. Yet when you look at who got shot out the most in hits, day one it was Seattle knocking out the Blue Jays 10 to 6. You move to the next game of action, and it is the Blue Jays out hitting the Seattle Mariners 14 to 9 with the one air for the Seattle Mariners in night in game two. You cut to today. And same old story. Air for Seattle. But this time it looks close. Like the Blue Jays had one more hit than the Seattle Mariners did. I mean, look at this. Five for the Mariners and six for the Blue Jays. Huh. Did the tables turn? Or did Seattle... No, no, no. Never mind. Never mind. I'm going to keep it positive here. But those are my thoughts on the series so far. Now, I give credit to everybody that played. Jordan Romano has been in a lot of conversations that I've heard based on what I've heard. And I got to say, look, he's our closer, okay? You got to give him some decency of respect. He's got, he's a, he's the closer for a reason. And you, I understand that you can put him in big type game situations. Like ones that actually mean closing situations. But when you look at a game like uh, 4-3, uh, 3-2, or who knows, 8-9 games like that. Now, 8-9, I'd say you're crazy to put Romano... I'd say you're probably crazy if you put Romano in as John Schneider. But if, I, but if we listen to how he actually went about it, and I think we will, probably in the final segment... I think it's a matter of knowing when to put him in and when not to put him in. Now let's talk about, since we're talking about the pitchers in this middle segment, and we already revealed the plays of the three games, let's talk about the pitching matchups. Now, Alec Manoa, he's been the talk of... A lot of Blue Jay games, some of which he has lost. But let's look at this here. I'm wondering if we Blue Jay fans are being a little too tough on him. I'm wondering if the players are too tough on him or or we're just setting a bad example. Whatever the case may be. But... 
his inning that he went in today's game were kind of interesting. He went five and a third, gave up three earned runs, both of which were hits, only walked four batters, and struck out six of the other of those other four that he walked. He only gave up a home run, and his guy that he was against, he gave up Woe gave up a homer, and two of them actually, on four hits, four of those hits being run and earned, he only walked one batter, and just like Manoa, he struck out at least six batters, but he got a seven strikeout from the Blue Jays, and then you move over to Sosedo and Tim Meza. Now, Tim Meza, I understand. We got the lead, and he gets the win. But why bring in Trevor Richards or Swanson when you clearly know you're probably going to bring in Jordan Romano anyway? Now, I'm not saying, because I look at the report cards from Richards and Swanson here, on their pitch on their pitching I'm not saying that they did bad I mean facing two batters but not going in inning kind of works Eric Swanson in in my book because at least you only allowed a hit you got a K but the defense did the job and got you out of the jam or and tried to get you out of a jam on the other hand though we have to remember that maybe Eric Swanson wasn't filling up to it and maybe he had to leave because that's why he didn't get to pitch a full inning. Anywho, Trevor Richards would finish an inning. He'd go an inning and nothing more. Striking out a batter and then leaving Jordan Romano to A, walk a batter and strike out a batter. Giving us a total of nine innings pitched, five hits, Three runs, which were both earned. Five walks, 10 Ks, and one homer. Basically, on Alec Manoa. You look at Sacedo, Swald, Campbell, and of course, Wu, who was the one that got the loss. So Campbell didn't really get the loss. He did pitch an inning, though. And allowed one hit. But that was about it. You got 1K from Swald. I hope I'm saying that right. Everybody in Seattle. You can correct me if I'm wrong. If you can say it right. Sacedo. Sacedo. I hope I'm saying that right. I might have a bad accent for saying any of those names. If they're heard in different countries. But not to name countries here. Because that's not where we're here. We're here to talk baseball. He walked a batter, gave up a hit, didn't strike out anybody. And then, of course, Wu struck out seven Blue Jays, allowed two homers, walked a batter, and gave up the numbers. You can probably see if this was video, but it isn't a video. It's actually audio. But he gave up 
four earned runs. Both of them are both of them runs, and of course four hits. Now we talked about this matchup, okay? But let's look at the other matchups, okay? Let's talk. Let's go through the likes of Yusei Kikuchi, Trevor Richards, Swanson, Garcia, and Romano. Now, this was an interesting matchup. Kikuchi, again, same like uh, Manoa, went five and a third, allowed five hits, strike out eight. Count them one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Seattle Mariners, and he only walked one. Did not get a run that was even earned or actually on. So great job, you say. Switch over to Trevor Richards, and he's got about two batters to face, but that's about it. Allowed one hit, one run, which was earned. Struck out two. Okay. And he walked one. Okay, so kind of the same kind of scenario that we got from Kikuchi, but Kikuchi got eight. And all you need from Richards is two. Eric Swanson pitches an inning and he go and he allows one hit. Strikes out a batter. No no runs, thank God. Walks out a batter. Okay, but what about Yumi Garcia? Well, big surprise. He allows a run, which is earned, and he allows two hits. And he doesn't strike out or walk anyone by going in. Inning. So move to the closer, then. He faces two batters, and that's about all the game wrote on that nonsense. He gave up a hit, a run, which was earned, and he walked a batter. Hey, if Romano got the save now, I don't think we should be criticizing him for what he did with Yusei Kaguchi. I mean, come on. He's the closer. I, I mentioned this. He's the closer. You have your good days. You have your bad days. I'm sure Blair and Barker have mentioned this a ton of times on Blair and Barker, and he's still... And they still talk about it, I'm sure, from time to time. Moving on to Seattle's pitching matchup that they put out against the Blue Jays. So, it was Bryce Miller versus Yusei Kikuchi. And this guy, Bryce Miller, he allows three hits, one run, which was earned. He struck out six. That's right, six Blue Jays. He walked two. Bad idea on that guy's part. And allowed a home run. That was probably the only run he got. Then he was sent packing after five and a third. Well, okay. Not sent pack, Not sent packing. But you know what I mean. He went, he went to the dugout. Okay, then we got two pitchers who didn't go an inning. And... Only faced two batters, but that was about it. We got Topa and 
Spider, Spire, who each went two thirds of an inning, one striking out two. The other striking out one. Both did not walk a batter. One didn't give up a run or an earned run, but both gave up a hit. So how about we bring in Barrera? I hope I'm saying that right. Barrio, Barria. Hey, it almost sounds like I'm saying burritos. All right, all right. Let's keep let's keep the not let's keep the fun and games to ourselves here. I'm not gonna diss anyone. He goes two and a third, or he goes only he goes two thirds of an inning as well as Spear and Topa, allowing a hit. And that was all he wrote. Literally. He only got a hit and that was it. He was, he was done after that. So bring in... The winning pitcher. Paul Swald. Who is now 3-0. and In his pitching. He goes an inning. And... Despite facing all three batters that he goes against in that inning, he strikes out one, defense gets the next one, and the third one. But he walks one of his other batters he faced. How did that happen? We'll know in due time. I'm sure we'll probably talk about it on our Sports for Beginners actual show, the Sports for Beginners podcast, where it's everything we talk sports. There. Moving on, and we are going to start bringing in our final segment with our player of the game. And of course, at the top of the final segment, get you up and running. On Seattle and Toronto's next series. As I look at it now, it looks like we will have a Monday and... Yes, of course I said Monday. Because Blue Jays don't have an off day. Neither do the Mariners. And it looks like the Mariners are taking on the Twins. And Blue Jays fans, you know you're taking on the Dodgers. So... Good luck to Blue Jays. Good luck to the Blue Jays in LA. Hopefully, we've got a great show for you there. With my, with I believe, if the recording session's not changed, it will also be my, it, my. It will be our host of the Sports Universe Podcast, Scott, taking over on that. Anywho, eight or nine eight is your final. Three two is your final. And of course, 4-3 is your final in the Manoa matchup. 
So we're going to take 30 seconds of a break, but before we do, let's put a bow on all the pitching matchups. So this one features Cap. So this one features Gosman, and despite striking out nine—that's right, nine Seattle Mariners, count them nine—and going six innings, he allows five hits, four of which are earned runs, and runs, giving up four. Bombs, that's right, four homers to the yeah, Seattle Mariners. Oh boy, why didn't we pull him in the fifth inning? On to Nate Pearson. And yes, Jeff, I already mentioned your tweet already. You can say what you want about this, but I kind of agree with you on Nate Pearson's performance. Three hits allowed, four earned runs. Oh, goody. Did he allow a homer? No, he just, uh, no, he just allowed four runs, both earned. And only went one bat, one third of the inning. Should we move on to Garcia? Yes, let's move on to Garcia. And he does this. He allows one hit. Has an earned run, which is the only run he got. And he struck out a batter. Okay. At least we're not walking anybody or giving up bombs anymore. Come in, Jay Jackson. We need you, man. And this guy, he just does the show. He strikes out a batter, and that's about it. And he goes in inning. The rest is all the defense's work. Huh. You know, if we did this separately, guys, as we're working in the Blue Jays Game Recap Studio for Sports Beginners, if we did this separately, my thoughts to you would be this. When I talk about the name of the game for the theme. And here's what game number one would be. Former Blue Jay wins it 3-2 over the Blue Jays in walk-off fashion. The game number two would be home run derby takes over and the pitchers are pissed off. And today's game, well, today's game would be, the thought process would be, pitching got to the hitters and the bats started to get cold, but at least they made their mark and ended it. All right. I would love to take a little bit of a breather here and get right into the final, final piece of the segment here. But before we get our 30-second break in to the action, why don't we hear from the player of today's game, the Blue Jays losing, the Blue Jays winning, excuse me, 5 
no, four to three. Let's hear. The player of the game, who looks to be Brendan Belt. Brendan, Brandon Belt goes deep for the second time in this series. I want to ask you about the homer, but first I got to ask you about Jordan Romano because you've been around some really good closers in your day, but he battled out of a really tough situation there. What do you like about the way he goes about his business? He competes. Um, you know, even when he was uh, let two people on base right there, I, I think we all had the uh, utmost confidence in him that he was going to get the job done. It doesn't matter what's happened in the past. Uh, we, we truly believe he's going to get the job done every single night. On the home run today, you fouled off a really good fastball to hit earlier in the at-bat and then got around on another one. Did you make an adjustment there? You know, I just tried to see the ball as well as possible. I didn't know, you know, it's, it's one of those days you don't feel too great up there at the plate, but you just got to compete your butt off and... Oh, we got a little pause there. Let's see if he comes back. It just so happened that he threw me a pitch I could handle. Your first experience with the home away from home here for the Blue Jays in Seattle. What did you make of the atmosphere and all these Western Canadian fans? Yeah, it's pretty impressive. I mean, uh, it really did feel like a home game. Uh, you know, I think it, I think the, the atmosphere of the game really helped both teams. It raised the intensity a lot. Um, and it was just a lot of fun. And, and you know, everybody works hard and uh, really intense games, but a lot of fun as well. Thanks, Brandon. See you in L.A. All right. Thank you. Brendan Belt is your player of the game for the Blue Jays' 4-3 victory. A reminder of the final scores in this 3-for-1 special. Blue Jays lose the first two games to Oscar Hernandez with the Set down on Friday night, three to two, and Seattle with the home run derby victory of eight to nine. Nine to eight, basically. Blue Jays game recap wraps up the show with our player of the games via the Sports Reviewers podcast. And I'm very sorry, even though it's late, we're not going to do our Top five players of the game who stood out to us. We'll probably do that in the homestand. So we'll also probably do that with the LA Dodgers. But um, until that happens, stay with us. Here's 30 seconds of Taking Our Looks Word. And we're back to round out the show with our, again, some more thoughts on the game. And a reminder of... What's coming up on the Sports Beginners podcast? The standings watch. The next series tee up is coming your way. Stay with us. The Blue Jays game recap show. Blue Jays versus Mariners. Three games has come and gone, but the second half must go on. I am your host, Thomas McGregor, and we're continuing in just a few minutes. Stay with us. Are you looking for excellent sports content from media and fan perspectives alike? Check out all over the map with me, Ali Musa, where we discuss anything and everything 
in the world of sports media and beyond. We will even feature non-sports broadcasters. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. To learn more, please visit http colon slash slash alitechgroup.wordpress.com. It is your house, and that's why the Toronto Blue Jays play here on the Sports for Beginners podcast. Now, let's get back to more Blue Jays baseball on the Sports for Beginners podcast. Let's get back into Blue Jays game recap. We thought so, Blue Jays fans. All right, it is time for the wrap around piece of the Blue Jays game recapture with the Seattle Mariners and the Blue Jays. Of course, the final scores are Blue Jays victorious in today's game, 4-3. to three. Seattle Mariners victorious on Saturday, 9-8. to eight. And 3-2. to two. On Friday night, July 21st, July 22nd was 9-8. to And of course, they lost to the Blue Jays 4-3 to today, Sunday, July 23rd. Or whenever you may be listening to this, they lost on Sunday. We'll get to the standings watch in a few minutes. First of all, welcome back into the studio, and thank you, Sean, Mark, most importantly, Melanie Taddeo, and Connect for Life for bringing this podcast, Sports for Beginners, on the ice and behind the benches, all over the map, and any other podcast that joined your program, like the Neutro Zone, with Brock Richardson, shout out to you, Brock, for making this all possible. Without you, Melanie, Sean, and Mark, none of this probably would have been possible. So, let's schedule things up. Before we tee up the series matchups, starting with The Seattle Mariners. Now, Seattle played against Toronto. They played against the Tigers. They played four against the Twins. Ended up taking two out of four. And of course, the Twins took two out of four. Now, they faced the Twins again. But this time, it's three games. With two evening games beginning at 4.40 p.m. Pacific time, I believe. It's not Eastern time, it's Pacific time. So who knows when they'll be on uh, the Eastern time zone. Probably late. 
But um, that's their schedule. They end off with a 10-10 Pacific time, probably late Eastern time as well with the Twins or maybe early. I'll check it through the other areas of my feeds. And it is on the 26th. Well, they'll wrap up the three-game series in the Twins Park, where the Minnesota Twins play. They head on to they head on over to the Arizona Diamondbacks for two night games, beginning at six forty on Friday, and they take on the Arizona Diamondbacks until they return home for six forty pitch against the Boston Red Sox, which kickstarts in August a three-game quick homestand ending on Wednesday before they head on over to Mike Trout, Shoei Otani, and the LA Angels of Anaheim for a for three but actually four games of LA Angels and Seattle Mariners baseball, including the two 638 first pitches on Thursday and Friday in August. And of course, we've got a 607 start on Saturday, followed by a 107 start on Sunday. They come home for two against the Padres and three against the Orioles, starting on the 8th of August, ending on the 13th of August, when the Orioles come to town to play their games, beginning on the 11th. And then the Kansas City Royals play four games with the Seattle Mariners, kicking off at 5-10 at Royals Park. Before the Astros will play three in the White Sox, play three in Chicago and Houston. Oh boy, we're getting down to it, boys and girls. And Blue Jays and Seattle Mariner fans all over the world. We're getting down to it. Now that we got that out of the way, let's quickly get over who are the pitching matchups for the Twins and the Seattle Mariners before we talk about the Dodgers and the Blue Jays and, of course, the Blue Jays schedule in general. So, as it stands, Minnesota and the Seattle Mariners will play at 4.40 p.m. Pacific Time. Late, probably Eastern Time. Luis Castillo and Kenta Meda, Kenta Medea. I hope I'm saying that right, Medea. If I am not saying that right, I come to. I sincerely apologize. And what should be a great matchup 
Weather permitting, though, because weather can be an issue in baseball, especially without a dome. Anywho, Tuesday's matchup features the likes of George Kirby taking on Pablo Lopez. And their series finale will feature Joe Ryan taking the hill against, well, wouldn't you know it, Bryce Miller's back in the series finale. Huh. Interesting. Well, how about our Blue Jays here? Before we get to their schedule... How are the Blue Jays lining things up for us fans in the Dodgers series against the Blue Jays beginning this Monday as well at 10 p.m. at 10 10 p.m. Eastern time? So, we're sending Jose Belios to the mound and he goes against Michael Grove, Michael Grove, huh, interesting name, I like that name, then it's the Hound on the Mound, Chris Bassett taking on Julio Urias, and finally, it's, oh look, it's KK as in Yusei Kaguchi taking on Tony Gonzolin. Gonzolin. That will be fun. Oh, look, Blue Jays fans. We already have our pitching matchup at the beginning of the Angels series. Shall we just... Do we, do we just wait... For the Dodgers series to be over and then tell you the pitch matchup? Or do you think it's a good idea to tell me, or to let me tell you, who the potential matchups for the Blue Jays will be during the Alley Angel series? Let me know in the, let me know in the uh, voice messages as well. Ow, ow, what the heck, I'll do it anyways. The first matchup we'll be seeing at 7.07 is, in fact, Shohei Otani taking on whoever the Blue Jays pitch after Yusei Kaguchi, which I am guessing will most likely be Kevin Gosman. But that is up for the Blue Jays to decide. Okay. We did the Seattle Mariners schedule, and we know who kind of the Blue Jays are going to be facing in the Adelaide Angels' first game. But what comes up after the Blue Jays? Oh, yeah, that's right. It's Baltimore in four games. Oh, it wouldn't you know it. Chris Bassett might be pitching on Wednesday because 
It's Chris Bassett cam cameo jersey t-shirt giveaway night presented by Jeep. Hey, hot dog lovers. Love hot dogs? Blue Jays got something for you. Join us at the ballpark Tuesday for Looney Dogs Night presented by Schneiders. And make sure you come hungry. It's the Baltimore Orioles. And then, of course, the Blue Jays will wrap it up at 3.07 on Friday before heading on to Fenway for, you guessed it, three games. Each beginning at night and, of course, two afternoon games beginning at 4.10 and 1.35. The Cleveland Guardians come into town and they face off against it the Blue Jays for four straight days with the day game at 1.10 p.m. Eastern time. The rest, however, are all night games. It's back home and lucky here. Who's that? Oh, it's Batista Day. Batista's back, everybody, and... On the week of Junior J Sunday, when the Chicago Cubs come to play, that should be very fun. And then, oh, look, it's Blue Dogs Night again. And what's this? A Blue Jays replica jersey? Make sure you're one of the 15,000 fans at the ballpark for that. I'm sure it's probably sold out by now, but you got it. But if you want something like that, you better make sure you're. The first 15,000 fans at the ballpark. We'll end off this edition of the look around to get into our standings. Watch it. With a look at the Cincinnati Reds playing three. And of course, Baltimore, after playing four at the Rogers Center, I imagine they'll be tired when they come to Camden Yards. So it's only fair that we play three games. The Cleveland Guardians come to town, and then it's the Washington Nationals. Won't this be fun to watch? All right. It is time this middle segment hit the closing points of the show. And, of course, we can't end the show without... The Major League Standings Watch. So it is now time for the Major League Standings Watch. I know we said we do our player of the games, but we're going to save that for some bonus content. So I'm actually going to do some bonus content right after this show has aired. So stick around for that. Now let's just look at the Major League Standings Watch. And... Lucky here, Blue Jays fans. Who was top of the charts in the first half? Well, that's an easy one. Tampa Bay. Because, well, 13 wins, right? Said nobody, ever. Anyways, all seriousness. The Baltimore Orioles are against the Philadelphia Phillies, which begins 
tomorrow. We got a day off for Tampa, and then they face the Miami Marlins on the 25th. And both teams' records are 61-38 and 42. 42 and 61 wins for the Tampa Bay Rays, plus the losses. The losses are 42. They are 61 wins. The 61 wins for the Baltimore Orioles include 38 losses. And of course, we've got our Blue Jays, who are not far behind them, with 55 wins and 45 losses. The Boston Red Sox make the Yankees dead last with a tie in the win streak column here. Look at this, 53-47. Both teams have a win-loss record of 53 wins and 47 losses. And look, oh, and look, they're not facing each other. Instead, one's playing Atlanta and the other is going to play the New York Mets. Oh boy, this will be fun. I wonder who will win that match. It's Yankees versus New York. Or, in this case, New York versus New York. Because they're both New York teams. All kidding aside, let's get serious here. When you look at the AL Central, we've got the Minnesota Twins, the Cleveland Guardians, the Detroit Tigers, Kansas City, the White Sox, of all people, who each got win streaks of 53-38. Excuse me. Not 38, 53-48. Wins are 53 for the Twins. 48 are the losses for the Twins. 49 are the wins for the Cleveland Guardians. And 50 losses are the losses for the Guardians. Miguel Cabrera's team is at 54 losses and 45 wins. The Chicago White Sox have a win-loss record of 41 and 60. The kind of, but never, but not really there, Kansas City Royals have a win-loss record of 28 and 73. Holy crap. They're pretty ugly when it comes to the win column. 73 losses? Oh, boy. They've got a lot of ground to make up Kansas City. And as you look at the American League West, it's the Texas Rangers leading the charge. 59 wins, 41 losses. The Houston Astros are leading 56, 50, or 44. Seattle's falling behind the Angels, 51 and 49. They have lost, they have won 50 and have lost 49. Oakland, Oakland, Oakland is just like the Royals. It would take a miracle for the Oakland Athletics to come back with a bang and actually be competitors. They have won 28 games and they have lost 74 games. Count them 74 games. And they ain't doing much better now. They are on a losing streak. Oh boy, this is not good. Speaking of what's good and what's not, let's look at the wild card. And, well, look at this. Like I said, 
Tampa was the leader, and now Baltimore's the leader. They're in charge. The Texas Rangers are also the leader. They're in charge of their division. The Minnesota Twins are also the leader. They're in charge of the Central. And who should join them? The Blue Jays, the Astros, the kind of leaders, Tampa Bay Rays, because they were leaders and now they're not. With their win streaks at 56-44 for the Astros, 61-42 for the Tampa Bay Rays, and our team, 55-45. and 45. Who are really in the wild card. We're not really games back of a wild card. We're actually in the wild card. Ladies and gentlemen. We are in the wild card. And at the very bottom of the list. We've got Oakland, Kansas City. With their win streaks. 28 each wins. And 74 and 73 losses for each. The White Sox have lost 60 and 141. 45 and 54 are the win and loss record for the Detroit Tigers. 49 and 50 are the win loss records for the Guardians. Seattle is 50 and 49. The LA Angels are 51 and 49. The New York Yankees and the Boston Red Sox, their record speaks for themselves 53 and 47. And as you look at the NL divisions, the leaders are the whoa, baby, Atlanta Braves, LA Dodgers, Milwaukee Brewers. What happened to the top dogs? Oh, yeah, that's right. They were the top dogs in the first half, and now they seem to be falling apart. Speaking of falling apart, before we close up the show, Yankees fans, I'm sure if you're listening, you won't like what's going to come out of me, but I have been going a lot through the Yankees' notes and the storylines that have been going around, but I had always wondered, what is the problem with the Yankees? You have all these great guys, all these great talent, and yet you win like almost every other day. But you're slumping for some reason. And I'm not sure what it is. Uh, Yankees fans, if, if you could try and bring it bare and try and be the Yankees fans that I know you are and you try to cheer on your team, because I know there's obviously nothing to cheer about right now. And I've heard this from the Lockdown Yankees podcast. Uh, shout out to you guys. I love what you guys do. Great work. I love it. And I'm, I'm not disrespecting you in any way possible. I love the work you guys do. Keep it up. I love the show. Um, But, yeah, just let me know, guys, if you were cheering for this team, what do you think is the problem with the Yankees? I know it's a hard question, but I really, I'd really like to know. What's going on with the Yankees? Is it, is it the pitching? Is it the, the hitting? You the, the team's going through a rough patch here and you're losing your stars and you're trying to gain stars and you can't. 
Uh, speaking of trade deadline, which is, of course, coming up, and I think about a week from now, is um, there's going to be buyers, there's going to be sellers. I'm sure there's going to be people that says, you guys do what you want. We're not going to do anything. And we're just ha we're happy with our team. Now, okay, yeah, great. But things happen. And okay, you said you weren't going to be buyers or you weren't going to be sellers. And now look, ha now look what happened. You were so confident and you lost. Okay, that was a that was a little strong of me. All right, all right. So we have reached the end of our show. We we didn't really talk about the players of the game or the standouts, but I will put out some bonus content featuring the standouts and the players of the games prior to the Dodgers and the Blue Jays three game series, which happens your way tomorrow. As it is now Monday at 10.10. A quick reminder of who the pitcher matchup will be. It'll be Jose Barrios. It'll be Michael Grove taking the hill for the Dodgers and the Blue Jays. And as we wrap up the show, the Blue Jays take out the trash in the one of the three games beating the blue beating the Mariners four to three but the Mariners take two out of three from the Blue Jays with an eight to nine home run derby win and then of course I've said it I'll keep saying it until the names change but I will say this actually now instead of saying T Oscar oh I just said him the 3-2 Seattle Mariners win. So the Blue Jays win one of the series. The Mariners take two. How will they fare against the Dodgers and the Twins? Stick around and find out when you watch them live on any of their broadcasts or listen to their radios. I have been Thomas Regarger and this has been Blue Jays Game Recap. I am your host, Thomas Regrugger. I am one of the hosts of Thomas Reg of the Blue Jays Game Recap Show. Uh, remember that if you got questions, you got feedback about the show, to always, always, always email us at sportsbeginnerspod8231 at gmail.com or as provided in the show notes in every description. Make sure you visit our voice messenger and send us a voice message to let us know how you feel about our show's content and more or less the show in general. We had news brought out from the All Over the Map podcast. As it turns out, the sports reactions, otherwise known as Blue Jays reaction, which is in season, will be back on the air on All Over the Map 
I believe this Friday, if I'm not mistaken, I'll have to check back with host Ali Musa to see what's going on there. But that is our show for Blue Jays Game Recap. For Scott McGregor, Ali Musa, Mark, Melanie, Sean, and everybody that keeps us going on Sports Beginners, whether you're around the world or you are here in Canada and you're in our next-door neighbor's world, the United States of America, thank you, as always, for listening to Blue Jays Game Recap, part of the Sports Beginners podcast. I am Thomas Rugger, reminding you Blue Jays fans that I will see you on the Friday of the homestand featuring the Blue Jays and the LA Angels. It's Shoei Otani time! But until then, it is never goodbye. It is always until next time. Enjoy the shows that my brother provides you for Blue Jays game recap featuring the LA Dodgers. But stick around to see if anything does change for Blue Jays game recap. And until Friday, I am Thomas Rugger saying the door is open to you. Peace out. Have a great week, everyone. And stay safe out there. Thank you so much for joining us on Sports for Beginners, the podcast for Blue Jays Game Recap, the after show on Sports for Beginners, the podcast, right after every Blue Jays game. To learn more about upcoming episodes, when they drop, and schedules, please visit https colon slash slash sportsforbeginners.com. Zero.wordpress.com. Follow the show on Facebook at facebook.com slash sportsforbeginners87. Send us an email at sportsforbeginners87 at gmail.com. Follow Ali, Thomas, and Scott on Twitter at ScottMcGregor3, ThomasJ, and A-L-I Musa. Follow Thomas and Scott on Instagram at SMC underscore 87 underscore and TM underscore 80 and TM 00 underscore. Thanks for listening to Blue Jays Baseball and we hope to see you soon again. This has been Blue Jays Game Recap. Once again, the website is https colon slash slash sportsforbeginners0.wordpress.com Thanks for listening. And when it's time for the Blue Jays to play ball, there's only one chant Blue Jays fans will be using.
Catch you later, ball baseball fans.